It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! <laughs> In my whole life, <laughs> I got some things to say. I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming the morning side hug. Completely loving, socially awkward, and decidedly Christian. Tag goes here. <laughs> <laughs> we are a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com. On today's show, even Nabisco forgot how Triscuits got their name. And we dive into a deeper topic, four ministry mistakes to avoid during a pandemic. But first, it is March 31st and we have a holiday to celebrate. We do. It is World Backup Day. We're fortunate in... What? What? Okay, I was like, oh, did no, I, I was, really I mess it up again? No, I, this was supposed to be a a, a reaction to enhance Jeez, the story. So <laughs> See, oh, don't react to things that I say unless I do something wrong. <laughs> We're fortunate enough to have access to the most powerful computers to date, but what would you do if you lost everything on your computer? Crashes happen more often than you think. Data recovery can cost you hundreds of dollars, and recovering everything you've stored on your computer is not guaranteed. We understand life gets hectic and it's easy to forget to back up your files, so join us today as we celebrate World Backup Day. I am fully into this because I've had this happen where I had a whole bunch of stuff on a computer and then that computer fried and I lost all of it. I had some of it backed up on a flash drive, but at least 50% of my files are gone. And there's so many things that I'd done. I'd written a bunch of articles. I'd recorded a bunch of cool content. All of it gone. Can't ever use it again. And that has plagued me to this day. And so ever since then, the next laptop I got, I have paid for a terabyte of space on Dropbox. Yeah. And everything I ever do is backed up there. <laughs> Including everything for Back Row Radio. Every single track that we play on Back Row Radio is backed up in my Dropbox. Because I don't want to lose it. And then find myself in a real pickle again. That's fair. Yeah. Do you back up your stuff? Uh, no. (laughs) The only thing I back up is not appropriate to discuss on the morning show. Gross! (laughs) Nobody needs... I'm proud of that joke. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I am a married woman. <laughs> it is encouraged at this point. Oh, uh, well, yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> married folks only. That's I'm all. I'm so proud Everybody of my joke. Else. I, I know that we have a group of listeners who are just rolling right now. <laughs> and you wonder why I hadn't been sending you the scripts in advance. Well, now you know. I finally start doing it and look what you plan. I really didn't plan it. I promise. I didn't plan it. <laughs> okay. It yes. is Tuesday Good News. <laughs> Tuesday Good News Day. 
<laughs> and we have a few <coughs> stories. Oh, I got the corona. <laughs> <laughs> I got the corona. Lord, don't let us catch the corona. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joanne Stores, a uh, fabric and crafting store, uh-huh, typically, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Handing out free fabric supplies at curbside to anyone who is sewing face masks at home. This has been a really cool um, grassroots effort that has been growing the last few weeks, last couple weeks, uh, making these face masks. That, you know, yeah. In the light of the shortage of them, uh, it's been really neat. Uh, Anna from Church Nerds, she's been doing this too. She has her own like, I don't know, I don't know what the company would be called. It's not necessarily clothing. She has her own crafting company. <laughs> she, she makes a bunch of stuff. Uh, it has a, a home business based on stuff that she's crafted together, sewn together, and stuff of that nature. And so she's been doing this as well. Uh, and I think that's it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant how we've seen these kind of things just pop up and happen. Mm-hmm. Like the, these, you know, you weren't recruited by the government to do this. It's just like one person's like, "Well, hey, I have a sewing machine and a bunch of free time now. Let's start making some of these." Yeah, and. It started popping up on all these Pinterests of how to make your own, how to make them safe to where they work and what fabric to use and what lining to use and all this. And now these recipes are everywhere and how to how to pack them uh, securely and cleanly. And it's been, yeah, huge thing. Mm-hmm. And so for Joanne stores to just come out and say, all right, well, we'll provide the fabric for you. You make them all for free, all to be donated or sold at a reasonable price. Uh, which should be okay. It's okay if they're being sold at a reasonable price because they do cost money to make and not everybody has a lot of dispensable income. Absolutely. Uh, right now. Uh, but yeah, really, really neat stuff. Um, I won't read the whole story. The headline tells the whole thing. But really neat. Uh, another good news <clears throat> in the same vein is... Uh, something new for our society today and that is the 3d printing craze that has happened which has allowed us to make some really neat things that have never been able to be mass produced and one of those right now uh, you know from home one of those right now is face masks Mm -hmm. for doctors you know where they can put on like not the not the fabric ones but like the the soldering iron type ones, you know, yeah, those, welding those big, masks. Yeah, those big, clear uh, things that cover their entire face. Uh, people are three D printing those from home. There are now guides uh, online for how to set up your three D printer to make these. Uh, basically, you're making the visor with the clips, and then you're just buying the plastic mm-hmm. that will cover it. But still. Uh, you're able to start making those now and donate them uh, to the nurses and the doctors in the hospitals or in the clinics that need these and need to be able to not have to change everything all the time. Because that was one of the things I didn't really understand about like the testing for the coronavirus is that you know once someone gets tested, that doctor or nurse that tested them has to go change out change out their face mask, change out the they have the to change everything. That yeah, they have to change completely and then come back and do it again. Yeah. And so if we're doing that, that's going through supplies so dang quick. Yeah. So, yeah, 
two cool stories about just normal Americans getting up, uh, using some of their talents, using some of their funds, and making these things in light of the, the shortages. Really neat stuff. Yep. Cool time to be alive. Weird time, but cool time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so here's a, a kind of a uplifting. I don't know. I don't know if it technically qualifies as good news, but it's an uplifting story, a fun story about Triscuits. Triscuits have been my favorite cracker of all time. Triscuits with like a slice of Velveeta, like a little square of Velveeta on the top. Mmm, the best. I used to like it with like the squeezy cheese. But I grew out of squeezy cheese because I tried it one more time and it made me vomit. You are one of the most picky <laughs> eaters that I've ever known, and yet you like Triscuits. You don't like Triscuits? No. They're on the whole It's like cracker. eating sawdust. No. Yes. You've been, you've been eating the Walmart brand. You ain't been eating the normal brand. My goodness gracious. Nope. If mm. you, between Mm-mm. the two, Mm-mm. there's a, to me, there's only two crackers, snack crackers. And I already can call you a liar. <laughs> what do you got? Zip it. <laughs> there are only two snack crackers, Wheat Thins and Triscuits. That's it. What? Why that You've not heard of Cheez-Its? That's Ritz. not like a snack cracker. Cheez-Its are snack crackers. No, they, you eat Cheez-Its by themselves. Cheez-Its are good. Oh, okay. You mean bases for snacks. Yeah. Crackers to be used as a base for a snack. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. Wheat thins or triscuits? I don't think I'm going to use have... a wheat thin as a base for something. But I know Triscuits so is built around that. So disappointed in you. Triscuits is built around so that. So disappointed they have, in you. They usually have three or more recommendations on each box. But Wheat go ahead, finish your thought. <laughs> are far better false. than Triscuits. Absolutely false. <laughs> Wheat Thins are like eating stale cardboard. They are so bad. You eating the Walmart <laughs> brand. <laughs> They, they are, are they break have your teeth. So much flavor. Garbage. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> Wheat thins so are good. far better. You just. I mean, oh, no, I'm sorry. Yes. Triscuits are oh, far oh, better. Oh. <laughs> Wheat thins are far better for the garbage. No. Than anything else. Nope. That's you what said I meant it. to say. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this this comes from uh, oh, man. A, a a guy on Twitter. I don't know who he is, what he's done, but uh, he kind of just started this little investigation and trying to figure out where Triscuits got their name. Uh, So let's just read the story. This is from Sage Boggs. That's his name. That's also his Twitter handle. It says, several years ago, I was at a party, brag, and I spotted a box of Triscuits. I asked everyone, what does the word Triscuit mean? It's clearly based on the word biscuit, but what does the try mean? Parentheses, I'm great at parties. The consensus was that the try means three, maybe three layers or three ingredients. No one knew for sure. So I Googled it. But here's the thing. Google didn't seem to have an official answer either, just more guesses. So we went straight to the source. We emailed Nabisco. And the response we got a few days later shook us to our very core. It said, thank you for your interest in Triscuit Crackers. No business records survived which specifically explain the origins or inspiration for the name Triscuit. But we do know the name was chosen as a fun 
uh, derivation of the word biscuit. The try does not mean three. If you haven't done so already, please add our site to your favorites, blah, blah, blah. He said, the try does not mean three. How? How do they know what it doesn't mean, but not know what, what it, it does means. mean? Mm. How? Also, no business records survived? What the heck happened at the Trisket factory? Did the building explode? Did someone run out of the doors and yell, it doesn't mean three, right before perishing in a giant blaze? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> he said, I was baffled and I couldn't stand not knowing. So I did a little sleuthing online and stumbled on some early Trisket advertisements. So these advertisements say Trisket, the electric-based or baked biscuit, baked by electricity. A further one says, Trisket is the newest and perhaps the best creation of the Natural Foods Co. of Na uh, Nicaragua Falls, New York. Makers... <laughs> Makers also of the celebrated wheat biscuits, which I'm assuming is what you're talking about. Triscuits are to be eaten with cream, fruit juices, as toast, with eggs, and a thousand other ways, each of which is fully and comprehensively explained in the neat little booklet which accompanies each packlet, package of genuine Triscuits. Triscuits are baked by electricity, the only food on the market prepared by this 1903 process. In, a neat, in neat packages, each 15 cents. If you buy two, they cost 25 cents. What a time. In the early 1900s, Triscuits was, uh, Triscuit was run out of Niagara Falls. It was misspelled in the advertisement that I read with a C in there. So it says Nicaragua Falls. <laughs> Niagara Falls. And their big selling point was being baked by electricity. They were the only food on the market prepared by this 1903 process. Look at the lightning bolts. And that's when it clicked. Elect. Tricity biscuit. Trisket means electricity biscuit. We did it, folks. I still don't <laughs> think that we can 100% certainly say that that's what it means. What else could it be? This it could mean a lot. Electricity biscuits. It's just like, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I had something in my head as I started that sentence, and it just poof was gone. Anyway, yeah. So a Triscuit is electricity biscuit, everybody. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm so glad that I know that now. <laughs> <sighs> You're the worst. I know. Try and bring a little joy into your life, and you poo-poo it because you don't like Triscuits. Because you brought you it think, in on a Triscuit, the lesser of the snack crackers. are better. Garbage. Hot garbage. Yes, Triscuits are. But then again... I will say that the tomato basil, I think, mm -hmm. wheat thins, those are pretty good. Those are pretty nice. But just a general salted wheat thin, no thank you. Mm -hmm. You can throw that in the garbage. Yeah, whatever. And then on the other hand, with triscuits, I don't like, <laughs> with triscuits, <laughs> I don't like any flavor on my triscuit. I want the basic, normal triscuit. Anything else is weird. You're weird. <laughs> Why are you insulting me? 
<laughs> I had insulted you. You this are is Tuesday Good News Day. You are insulting me just by liking Triscuits <laughs> over Wheat Thins. If I'd have known this about you four or five years ago, we'd never be friends. <laughs> Our friendship might look a little different, okay? <laughs> now I'm going to be asking everybody before I become their friend, what do you think? Triscuits or Wheat Thins? Our entire future is dependent on this. We've had this conversation before. Not about crackers, but about something else. I'm sure there is <laughs> we something thought We're going to have a new, a new prerequisite before we make any friends. Answer this question. <laughs> Listen, I really feel like it needs to be, are you pro or anti the office? <laughs> That's what it really needs to be. Because at this point, I'm so over it. We've been a part of this. I'm so done. TV show bracket madness or something like that. And they've been doing this. Just It's an ever-expanding group, and they've been voting on the best TV show of all time. And it came down at one point, one of these brackets came down to Friends versus The Office. And Moe's trying to stage this this campaign like it's the presidential race. Like it she, was. She posted it online. Guys, I've never asked you for anything, but please join this group and save Friends. And most of the comments in that post were, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and as I'm reading, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Why am I friends with these people? Uh, unfriending all of you. I know. I really, like, it took a lot of self-control to not unfriend every single one of those people. And then the one of the best things that's ever happened in my life, or at least in recent times, happened when I commented later on one of our brackets, because we're doing a potluck food bracket in Backro Baptist Church, uh, and Beans and Franks was losing wholeheartedly to mac and cheese. And I said, yeah, Beans and Franks really is the friends of the potluck food world. A <laughs> <And laughs> Megan? And Megan's response was, you and I are going to fight. <laughs> and Wait, I laughed. Yeah. I laughed for a solid two minutes straight. <laughs> Like, I laughed almost to the point where I couldn't breathe. He screenshot it, it saved it best. for future oh, yeah, reference. I've got it. It's the best. It was the best comment I've ever gotten from Mo. I don't think I've made him more proud in a response since you made me a gif of, would you shut would up? Would you shut up? <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Hmm. You're so memeable. I'm so memeable. <laughs> Great. That's exactly what everybody wants to hear. Uh, yeah, I would love to be You're immortalized such a as meme. a meme. <laughs> Coming up next, junk food news. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the morning side hug right here on Back Row Radio. Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And we're going to kick off the second hour with five random facts. Being a fan of heavy... Ooh, did you see that? I can't even do it. Five random facts. <laughs> Sorry. Being a fan... I tried. Being a almost fan. professional. <laughs> I tried really hard, and I just can't do it. Sorry, y'all. Being a fan of heavy metal music can be beneficial to your mental health, according to a study from the University of Australia. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> all, all, all the most normal people I know are fans of heavy metal music. All the most mentally stable people. <laughs> I'm aware of. K- 
kidding. I'm actually a fan, too. That's why we have a whole louder segment on Fridays. Chris loves heavy metal. Yeah. Loves it. And to me, I'm just like, I I grew up in a home that was like, if you can't understand what it's saying, then there's probably a reason. From the devil. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's how the devil talks. Yep. All garbly and yelly. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how I grew up. And so there's a little part of me that still feels that way. Like, if I can't understand what they're saying, then I don't need to be listening to it. <laughs> Now, I still tend to lean a little bit more towards the the hair metal sound, you know, like Striper and that kind of stuff. I really like that. Uh, Theocracy, uh, those kind of bands. I I enjoy those a lot more. I don't know why. Uh, I don't really like the garbled, the things that go, where you really can't understand it and it sounds like you're trying to sound like a demon. Yeah. You know, and it's not because of that. I I just don't care for it, personally. But... Yeah. It's it's an acquired taste. I just sure. enjoy listening to music to sing to music. <laughs> and if I can't sing to the I music, to. why am I going to listen to it? That's just, and that's my own personal opinion. No, I get it. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> I, I appreciate sure there's knowing. millions of people who agree with you. <laughs> Uh, the song Every Breath You Take by the police is actually about someone so obsessed with a lost lover they begin stalking them. Sting says he's troubled by how many people believe it's a love song. Listen, I have been saying this for years. Every step you take, every move you make, I'll be watching you. Yeah. Of course it's about a stalker. For I know. Sakes. But that, and again, that goes right back up to... The last fact, I don't really feel like people listen to music to listen to the music. I mean, it's even creepy just to stare at your spouse for too long. <laughs> what are you what are you doing? I'm just watching every move you make and every step you take. Stop it. <laughs> but it's a love song. No. No, it's not. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to say this word. (laughs) Octopi are so intelligent, biologists give them puzzles so they don't get bored when held in captivity. That's not the pearl. (laughs) It is in my book. It sounds better than what it actually is supposed to be. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm surprised you have a problem. (laughs) Thanks. After after your humor to start off the show. I can make side comments, but saying certain words right out there, I'm just not all about. Sorry. Oh, gracious. (laughs) The only time America was debt-free was in 1836. The country was debt-free for exactly one year. Yep. That's that's our record. (laughs) So I just want it to be known that it's not a new thing. This is not something that Clinton did, that Bush did. (laughs) This is not because of Kennedy or Reagan or anyone else. Just Obama. (laughs) Thanks, Obama. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. Kidding. Uh, From the very beginning, we were indebted. Um, In the 1980s, A&W attempted to compete with McDonald's Quarter Pounder by introducing a third pound burger. However, it didn't sell because Americans thought one-fourth of a pound was larger. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and this happened to McDonald's too, just about a decade ago. McDonald came out with their Angus Third Pounders burgers, and they weren't selling well because people thought they were going to be smaller than the Quarter Pounder. <laughs> Math, everybody. Math better, please. <laughs> Listen, math is not my strong suit at all. I am horrible <laughs> at math. If it's anything outside of addition, I can't do it. <laughs> but even I know that a third is bigger than a fourth. <laughs> oh, gosh. So funny. Well, speaking of uh, 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 junk food, it's Tuesday Junk Foods Day. And we got a list of the newest junk food to be announced or spotted in stores. Uh, the first thing here is uh, super dumb to me. It's called Twizzlers Islers. And what it is, is it is a strawberry licorice rope that is untwisted. It's just a... It's just a string? Flat rope. <laughs> Why? Does it taste different? No. It's just going to have a different feel on your tongue, apparently. I mean, there's no ridges from the twists. <laughs> okay. What What is the purpose? Why does anyone? I don't get it. All right. Next up, a couple Mountain Dews. Mountain Dew news. By the way, Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero Sugar. Found it last week. I've had. I bought two cases. I'm almost out. <laughs> I drink. I'm, I've been drinking them like water, which is a very bad thing. It is not a good thing. But they're yet. very good, and I and I think it's because I know they're only here for the summer. <laughs> and I'm like, get as much in as you can. Get to the point where you're sick of it and you don't want any more by the time they're out of store. <laughs> so not a good thing. <laughs> All right, Mountain Dew Frostbite, new Mountain Dew exclusive to Walmart. It's a berry citrus flavor that just came out and then mountain dew spark a raspberry lemonade flavored mountain dew which is exclusive to speedway stores which we don't have in our area huh which means i can't have one and it sounds pretty good sucks for you yeah, yeah i think that i would actually like raspberry lemonade mm -hmm. i am not a mountain dew fan right I'm just not I don't You've really clear. feel as though i should be putting something <laughs> of that color into my body <laughs> But there's so many colors of Mountain Dew. And they're all bright and vibrant. <laughs> I feel like it's making you radioactive as you drink it. <laughs> all right. This next one is in your frozen food aisle. You know those chicken fries from Burger King? Uh-huh. Like the strands of chicken they batter. and Yeah. Well, now they're doing it with Spam. Yum. Spam fries. <laughs> Do you like spam? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> you know what? I say that I don't like spam, and I definitely don't like the way it looks. I don't like having to get it out of the can. I don't like the gelatinous goop around it. As it comes out. But when I'm not involved in the cooking process, if it's like fried up on a skillet, I like it all right. Like, I like it enough to have it once a year if I didn't have to cook it. But uh, because I'm an adult... <laughs> And I would have to cook it. I haven't had it in several years. And I definitely would not eat a baked Spam fry. Bull. Just no. the thought of it. Bull. No. Who? Who? Why? How? <laughs> Coronavirus. 
That's... <coughs> oh, I got the corona. Mm. That's what it... I really do feel like, you know, with Twizzlers, Izzlers, and Spam Fries, like, people are just getting desperate at this point. <laughs> the companies are just bored. Yeah. they got to come up with something, guys. Something to put in these emails. Yep. By the way, I'm still getting so many emails from companies about what they're doing in light of the COVID-19 virus. Why do I need to know what J.C. Penney's is doing at their corporate headquarters about COVID-19? No one cares. There are people who do care. <laughs> I care I'm not the, one of them. I care but... about the food places, sure. But, you know, send me one email and I'll know that you're on top of it. I don't need an update every week, every three days about what Taco Bell is doing to <laughs> ensure that I don't get the corona. Anyway, spam fries are gross. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to try them to tell you that right nope. now. All right. Cookie dough lovers rejoice. Pillsbury has now come out with a cookie dough that is safe to eat or bake. No longer is cookie dough going to kill you. Cookie dough has always been safe to eat. No, we, we had this. We went over this. We had the scientific article. It's always it's been not safe, safe to eat. The likelihood of you having something go wrong is low, but that doesn't mean it's safe. Listen. You could drink a spoonful of radioactive waste and probably it'll be okay. Either it doesn't mean I eat it and I live, or I eat it and I live eternally. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and I die happy. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. But now, if you are... Uh, 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 a safety conscious individual who loves their cookie dough. <laughs> Urchies has come out with cookie No, not Urchies. Pillsbury has come out with cookie dough, and it does say eat or bake on it in a big stamp. So look for that. But uh, really neat. Yeah, not all of their cookie dough is is eat or bake. So you have to get that one if you're going to eat it raw. All right, so here's something that I am surprised has taken so long to happen. Uh, you know, several, like two decades ago, Hershey's came out with the cookies and cream bar. Mm-hmm. Well, they're just now coming out with the cookies and chocolate bar. That is kind of strange. Chocolate bar with the little cookie bits in it. Yeah, it's weird that it's taken they wouldn't this long. have tied, even tried that as a gimmick at some yeah. point. Because uh, I feel like it'd be good. Sounds like it'd be good. Yeah. We like Oreos that are dipped in fudge. Yeah. So, should be should be pretty good, I'd assume. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll try that. Uh, Pop-Tarts. Coming out with a chocolatey churro flavored pop tart. I don't. I don't know. I'm not certain. Really? Like that one is the first new flavor in a long time that I thought, yeah, yeah, buddy. I'm just not certain. I feel like I haven't been this excited about a pop tart since the s'mores pop tart. See, <laughs> once again, <laughs> I have to buy the big family pack of s'mores that's pop true. tarts you can't get just for thing. Topher yeah. because that's all that he'll eat that's all that he likes <laughs> like none of us in the family can even eat a single one without him throwing a conniption fit so maybe that's why i'm not on board with the new pop tart flavor because it just divides my family <coughs> pop tarts i'm over it pop tarts are the are the the new thing killing families out there yep since 2005 (laughs) what is your favorite pop tart flavor okay i'm one of the weird people that likes the pop tart that's not frosted oh no get out i know (laughs) 
And I like either strawberry or blueberry. And I like to toast it and then put butter on top. And that's... Okay. If you're going to do the butter thing, unfrosted is the way to go. Yeah. Okay. I get you. Never mind. I'm on board. It's like a little Danish then. It's nice and... I don't know. Ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. It really is. If you haven't, then I think you should. All right, Hostess. This is this. I'm all about this one. Hostess okay. is coming out with an iced lemon cupcake. Yeah, that sounds yummy. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah. Now I want, but I want them to come out with my favorite flavor combination, the lemon cupcake with chocolate icing. Yeah. Oh, I'll be in heaven then. Then I could <laughs> die happy. I'll just die happy eating a whole box of those. <laughs> uh, recently, Taco Bell, yeah, your favorite restaurant, I know. Yeah. That's why I always make sure we spotlight Taco Bell. Come out with the Triple Lupa. It's a triple chalupa. They're like mini chalupas, but they're all together. You have to rip them apart. And one side is all cheesy flavored. The other side's all chipotle flavored. And then the middle one's a mix. A cheesy chipotle. <laughs> I know, okay, aside from the fact that you don't like Taco Bell, <laughs> I, I like when fast food places do this kind of gimmicky stuff, these these fun gimmicks that'll still taste good. You know, it's, it's stuff that's not all that different from what they normally do, but it's in a fun pattern. It's kind of like what I told you with, look, we were talking about Pizza Hut last week where they did that mm-hmm. for individual pizzas as one large thing, but each individual one had its own topping. I like those kind of gimmicks. Because they're fun, but they're also still delicious. You know what I mean? See, and I am not a gimmick person. <laughs> Stick to the basics, and you'll be good. <laughs> I feel like it's when you start to venture out and do those gimmicky things that you, it's either hit or miss. Oh, yeah. Some are really good, and you're like, wow, why haven't you been doing this this whole time? So but I, I almost want to say it's like 40, 60 where 60% of the time, it's like, what were you thinking? 60% of the time, it's spam fries. It's garbage. <laughs> but every now and then, you get that cheesy gordita crunch. Yeah, but it's not worth it every now and then. Start as a I think it will. I think the cheesy gordita crunch is worth several Taco Bell failures. That is still my favorite Taco Bell thing. Nope. Oh, man. Just put the green onions back on the Mexican pizza. Please, for goodness sakes. Taco Bell, we ask so little of you. You can keep the gimmicks and give me the green onions, please. Uh, keeping in that American Mexican food flavor, we got Tostitos coming out with a new hint of spicy queso tortilla chip, which is interesting. Yeah, it especially be good. the hint of factor. Yeah. Like it's not going to be an overwhelming flavor. Mm-hmm. Just going to have a little bit of a spicy cheese flavor to it. I think it would be super good to have with salsa then. Because yeah. you get like the best of best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. Uh, Apple Jacks coming out with a new cereal for the first time in forever. And it's not just a, we added marshmallows to it. Right. <laughs> They're coming out with a Apple Jacks caramel flavored I think it's cereal, smart. Which, yeah. Also one of those things like, why didn't you do this a lot sooner? Yeah. Caramel apples have been a Duh. thing for forever. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I mean, I had a bowl of Apple Jacks for the first time in a long time recently. Uh, my older brother came to town, and he's a very he's 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 like my son. He's the super super picky eater in the family. Okay. To this day, he still only eats peanut butter sandwiches, pistachios, chips, 
powdered donuts and uh, pizzas with no sauce. That's essentially his diet. Those that's his food pyramid. Okay. And he still has the metabolism of a twelve-year-old. The dude is jacked all the time, super tall, very fit, and he eats garbage nonstop. And I mean nonstop. He's constantly eating. There's always an open bag of powdered donuts <laughs> in his car. Anyway, um, he came and he brought, uh, he, or he came down, and my cousins had come down too. They were visiting my grandma. Uh, you know, she's on hospice, so this is probably the last time they're going to get to see her. And he came down and he's all, I'll buy some snacks for everybody. And he bought, you know, Gatorade and and those packs of the mini boxes of cereal, you know, the like the tin pack yeah. of the different things. And everyone else is like, we're adults. <laughs> we eat adult food. <laughs> and I was, oh, okay. And then he just like <laughs> left a bunch of it when he left because he bought too much. So my mom's all here. We don't eat this either. I'm sure your kids will like it. So uh, Eli and I have been going through them, and I had a bowl of, of Apple Jacks, and they're better than I remember. Apple Jacks. I just spit. Sorry. Apple, <laughs> <laughs> Apple Jacks are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> We're six feet apart. Don't worry. <laughs> Apple Jacks are pretty legit. I Between Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks, I'm going to choose Apple Jacks every yeah, time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the case. Yep. Uh, I also had a box of Corn Pops, which used to be one of my favorite cereals. Uh, no. What? I was disappointed. Seriously? Yeah. See, Corn Pops were my favorite cereal growing up. Yeah, they and were I haven't too. had them in I forever. Was highly okay. disappointed. You might have a different experience. Maybe I got a bad box. Maybe my box was stale or something. I don't know. But I just, I was super excited. I saved it for last. I had three boxes I was going to have. I had a thing of Frosted Flakes, which those were always good. Yeah. I had those Apple Jacks and the Corn Pops were going to be the grand finale on the third day there. And just such a big letdown. That stinks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Anyway, farts. caramel Apple Jacks. I want to try them. Uh, also, fudge brownie M&M's. I don't know if these have been around before. I know M&M's tend to cycle through their special flavors, but I've never heard of it. In, I've never heard think. of it, and I don't think it's going to be good at all. You don't think so? You don't think a more fudgy flavored M&M would be all right? No. Ooh, no. Because <laughs> I really don't like M&M's once they've sat for just, just not like too long, but just almost too long, and they kind of melted, but they're, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. And you think that's what this is going to taste so like? I think exactly that's what it's going to taste like. A fudge brownie? Yeah, it's going to be like kind of gooey, kind of. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know that. I think it'll be just a darker chocolate flavor. and Not mm. darker, but a stronger chocolate flavor. I guess we'll have to see. But... I don't think I don't think they could do a like a, a moist M&M <laughs> inside. Because even like the peanut butter M&Ms, they aren't, you know, like wet. You know, they're still dried out, right? I mean, they're they definitely have more of a. Say it. (laughs) (laughs) Say the word you hate. No. Um, You're just all about avoiding words today. Common normal words. Damp consistency. That was damp with a p. Damp. (laughs) All right, all right. Uh, I know the carrot cake uh, M and M's are also back. I've never been a fan of those. Okay. Okay. New thing only in the UK right now. Skittles Giants. Hmm. They are three times bigger with a softer middle. 
like a chewier center. Okay. Which is intriguing to me. Three times bigger Skittle, what would that be? Roughly the size of maybe a peanut butter M&M? Or maybe even a peanut M&M. Maybe. Maybe halfway between them. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's still a very large Skittle. Yeah. Very large. Uh, That reminded me of the, remember they did the, you don't have those mini M&Ms in the tube. They tried that with Skittles as well. Did they? Oh, I didn't know that. They they were called Skittles Littles. Oh, now that's cute. I remember liking those. See, some of the gimmicky things I'm okay. And the M&M's minis have been around forever. And that's just pure gimmick. That's all that is. That's true. (laughs) That doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Uh, Here's something that I swear they should have been doing forever. From the get. Yes. The double stuffed, double nutty nutter butter cookies. 100%. Heck yes. I'm behind it. Oh my god! I love me some Nutter Butters. And it's weird because as a kid, I hated them. Really? I remember thinking that they were the nastiest thing. Mm. My mom would always buy them and I would never eat them. But as an adult, like... Out. Well, and my kids now <laughs> don't care they for don't them. They don't like them? Really? So I buy them. Nah, mom, I figured out what you did. <laughs> I figured it out. You weren't buying the Nutter Butters for us. You were buying them for you. Because we didn't like them. That's <sighs> hilarious. Yep. Makes sense now. No, I've, I've always been a fan of Nutter Butters and Fig Newtons. Oh, I love Fig Newtons. Even when I was a I've kid. I've always loved All Fig about Newtons. It. Yeah. But. I wouldn't eat a fig to save my life. But Fig Newton. Figs are actually pretty good, too. No. Yeah, they Forget are. It. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. You probably saw this around because it was celebrated news. Uh, Chick-fil-A is now releasing bottles of their Chick-fil-A sauce and their Polynesian sauce. Chick-fil-A! In, in bottles that look like shampoo bottles. Which yes. Is poor planning. But they are only available in Florida, which is something I didn't know right away. Yeah. They're, they're, it's basically a test market right now in Florida to see if it's worth continuing to make them. And if they do, which I, I bet it will be, if they do... Redesign the bottles because it really it looks like it looks like lotion or something. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, let's see here. Lastly, this was something that really excited me. I, we've talked about it on the show before. Sour Patch Kids and how they used to be my favorite candy. That was what I would get like on road trips when I needed to stay awake. Whenever I get some Sour Patch Kids because I get that burst of of sour to kind of wake me up and then I'd have the stuff stuck in my teeth so i'm constantly thinking about what i'm eating and therefore i'm not sleeping yeah uh and then they added blue raspberry which is the worst i hate the flavor i hate it and since i'm typically eating it when i'm driving at night i can't see what i'm gonna get next right or eating in the movie theater i don't know what flavor is coming up and i don't want to eat a blue raspberry because blue raspberry is the worst flavor of candy ever yeah uh so i haven't had uh sour patch kids in forever and now they are letting you build your own mix and order like a two or five pound bag of it. Hmm. You can pick from eight flavors and you can have you could have it all be one flavor. You could have all eight mixed in there. You can pick whatever. The only caveat is they're not offering the watermelon. Add the watermelon in. You know it's good. It's so good that you give it its own candy. <laughs> that's the thing like you can buy your own full bag of sour patch watermelon which kills me because watermelon is my blue raspberry i 
hate you don't like the watermelon, watermelon. Oh. anything that's watermelon anything flavored watermelon but can't cannot be watermelon, right? Well, or do you mean normal watermelon? I actually too? also don't like normal really? watermelon either, but for a different reason. But anyway, <laughs> um, candy flavored watermelon, anything. I just, I cannot stand the flavor. Hmm. I don't like it. It's like almost too, I don't know. It makes my tongue like want to. <laughs> really? Okay. Every time okay. I eat it, I'm like, Mwah. Yeah, that's how I am with blue raspberry, I guess. So I can get that. Yeah. And I, I love reaction. blue raspberry, so. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> the only blue raspberry flavor I've ever been able to take was sweet tarts because it was heavily outweighed by just the tart flavor yeah. that's in all of them. Uh, and that's the first candy I remember having a blue candy was sweet tarts. Yeah. Like back when I was a little kid. Like, I don't remember a time that Sweet Tarts didn't have a blue candy. Yeah. But I remember a time when most of the, all the other candies added the blue. And each time a candy added a blue, I took them off my list of candies I would buy. And I hate it. I hate, I hate waste. I hate spending money to waste, like, you know, a quarter of my... Because there's all... Whenever I do cave and buy one that has blue, it's always like that's the dominant color in the box or the bag. Yeah. I'm like, always got the worst ratioed candy box. That's how I feel about watermelon. Get it. Exactly anyway, how I feel. I can order... And I... They have that, that red berry, which is also kind of a raspberry flavor, mm-hmm. uh, which I've been able to do fine with. Like, I don't spit them out or anything, but they're not my favorite. So I can order my own Sour Patch Kids mix with just the orange, the lemon, and the lime and be happy and satisfied. <laughs> and you know what? They're not that terrible. You can have 12 of them for 100 calories. Huh. I'm Interesting. sitting here having like, you know one lifesaver a night <laughs> like i could still have a, a handful of yeah of sour patch kids it's not bad so That's one of these days I'm, and then and it's not like it's not like the m&ms where you you can go and you know personalize your own m&ms but they're like 10 times more expensive to yeah. do that it's not like that I, it didn't seem to be anyway it seemed like a reasonable price for a two or five pound bag a two pound bag i think is like four of the bags that you would get at the movie theater okay so i mean it's a decent amount uh i can hardly ever finish like a bag from the movie theater or a gas station in one sitting it's usually a two a two-timer sure (laughs) do you eat a whole bag yeah gracious i can do that except the watermelons peanut peanut m&ms i'll devour one of those bags real quick but (laughs) all right anything on this list that particularly jumps out of you is the first thing you'd try uh the 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 hershey's huh you said you like the tostitos idea i like the tostitos idea of course the double nutty nutter butter yeah 100 uh apple jacks caramel and the (laughs) spam fries uh, no. <laughs> the Hershey's cookies and chocolate bar. Yeah. You know what actually intrigues me? I'm actually very intrigued by the safe to eat Pillsbury cookie dough. Yeah. Because I do really enjoy cookie dough and I have been talked out of it. There's very few things that I've been talked out of liking in my life. And I have finally been hammered enough uh, into my brain that raw cookie dough is bad for you that I've stopped enjoying it. And so now the idea that I could do that again. 
I'm just worried about the consistency. I'm worried about the consistency being off and oh, it not yeah. being the same. I'm sure it won't be the same. So I don't know. I don't know. I'll just, I don't know. I'll continue. Then again, you know, you did that when, when doing the keto thing. When I was heavily into the keto thing, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of, hey, we have approximated something that you like. Yeah. And most of the time, the consistency is way off. It tastes like the, garbage. Yeah. Sometimes it tastes really good, but the consistency's off. And so it's still not uh, acceptable yeah. to my to, to me. Uh, but every now and then you're surprised by something. You're like, you know what? It's different, but it's also really good. Like that granola, that grain-free granola I was talking about that doesn't have any granola in it. Yeah. But I'm like, this tastes like granola. It feels like granola. This is really good. So... You know, maybe we'll be surprised. Yeah. Maybe we can do without the eggs. Yeah. Or whatever it is. It's eggs, right? That's the I'm thing. sure it would be eggs. Yeah, yeah. that's... That's the thing that everyone's that's like, don't eat raw eggs. Right, Which come... kills me because you've got those bodybuilders that put the raw eggs in their that's shakes. That's all they and... drink. I mean... You it's... got Rocky Balboa drinking a dozen raw eggs. It is the shell of the egg that could give you salmonella, right. not the raw egg itself. Right. <laughs> Coming up next, four ministry mistakes to avoid during a pandemic. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. the morning side hug a back row morning show here on backrowradio.com i'm matt and i'm mo and in this third hour we're going to dive into a deeper topic four ministry mistakes to avoid during a pandemic now this is actually from an article off of factsandtrends.net by mark dance uh and this actually came out uh on the 19th so i mean some of y'all might already be making these mistakes but it's probably not too late to correct them because we're probably stuck like this for at least a couple more weeks. <sighs> I know I know. Trump said it'd be great if we're all back by Easter. I just don't think it's going to happen, y'all. Mm. I don't think it. Even if like we were talking about it with my pastor, my pastor doesn't want to call off Easter yet. You know, he wants to almost wait till the last minute mm-hmm. to call off Easter. And you were talking about it. He's sitting there going, it, just, it would just hurt me too much to call off Easter. And I, I said, well... Who do you think's going to show up even if we don't? Because that would be the first Sunday back. How many people do you really think are going to come that first Sunday? You know, say, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. not going to be much different, is it? <laughs> Easter's just pretty much out of luck <laughs> so, it, this year. It, yeah. But there are four things in this list that uh, ministry leaders need to take into account. Uh, mistakes we need to avoid we're going to read through them read what they're all about and then kind of judge them and see if we agree make sense got it uh the first list first mistake on this list to avoid making during a pandemic is making long-term plans which kind of sounds like a threat (laughs) don't make any long-term plans 
<laughs> Tell me what to do. Uh, our calling as caregivers gives us a bias toward action, or at least it should. Sometimes, however, the wisest action is to wait for more information before you form a plan. The annoying fluidity of this pandemic deems it impossible to know what's coming next, much less when the next thing is coming. Making reactionary decisions based on limited information is panicking, not pastoring or leading. Buckle up uh, for at least a couple months of this mess. So, yeah. I mean, I think we've seen... I think we've seen that initially happen because when this first kind of started and closing down first started happening, we were kind of told, yeah, for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of made our announcements. All right, well, for the next two weeks, we're not going to have church. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be back. And didn't realize, oh, well, hold on. No. Yeah. This was, this was just the initial start of it, and we'll see where we're at. And we're nowhere near where we need to be. In fact, we're worse off. Oh, gosh. How long is this going to go? Yeah. But I think every church, even our, our church, had that initial thing. Yeah, we're going to be gone for two weeks. We're going to take two weeks off, kick this health hazard in the butt, and then we'll be back. Yeah. And that's not going to happen now. For me, this has been the hardest, being the VBS director. Oh, and our gosh, VBS yeah. is scheduled for the very first week of June. And you're really in the, like, getting stuff ready phase, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Or at least you would be. Uh-huh. What do you think? Do you think we'll ha- do you think you'll even have a bunch of kids come? I don't know. At that point? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. So that I have stayed very positive minded and very on the optimistic side of it, except when it comes to thinking about about VBS. Like I've had to kind of turn my mind off because I get so overwhelmed with we might not have VBS. Because uh, Along with our summer, we have other things that are scheduled that, like, we can't, we could not move VBS around. It's Mm. at the beginning of the summer for a reason. And then there's camps and there's a big trip that the kids' ministry is taking. And there's just things that, if everything else happens, we have no room to put VBS anywhere else. Yeah. And see, our youth group has been raising money for camp Mm -hmm. and their camp is supposed to be at the end of July. Mm -hmm. And so they're not canceling it right as of right now. And so they're like, well, what do we do? Do we still try and raise money? Right. And how do we do that now? Because all of our money involved being at the church with people, all Mm -hmm. of our fundraiser ideas. Uh, So yeah, it's, it's such a strange situation. And yeah, I still we, we still can't make a plan. Yeah. Even at this point of it's, when we're going to come back. It's really causing a lot of creativeness to have to come out of people and mm-hmm. think think about things outside of the box and what the norm is and figure out okay, how can we do this while still following guidelines and protocol but still getting stuff done. Oh yeah, that's like with CR. Did you see what they're doing with CR? What they're allowing during this time? No. They're allowing small groups to meet virtually if they follow now nine guidelines instead of just five. Uh, and I don't know. It seems it seems difficult. Mm-hmm. It's it seems still. It's making me understand why online groups haven't been allowed in the past. Yeah. Because I'm like, it seems really hard to enforce these things. Mm-hmm. And there'd be really no way for us to know. There's no way for us to know someone's not recording what's happening. There's no way for us to know that they're the only person in the room. Exactly. 
so it's making me leery of even wanting to try it. Yeah. You know? Um, another leader in the area has suggested us giving it a shot together, like as a group. But I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All very weird. All things we haven't prepared for. And so, yeah, to make any kind of long-term plans in such a uh, just confusing time would be unwise and ultimately more confusing yeah, for absolutely. the people that take advantage of your ministry. All right. Number two on this list of ministry mistakes to avoid during a pandemic, ignoring the various authorities. Listen to the elected officials, whether you're required to or not. This week, the federal government recommended that we meet in groups of no longer uh, no larger than 10. It's now down to five, which is based on input from world-class professionals. Most of us didn't go to medical school, so there's no pressure for us to become pandemic experts. So listen to the advice of those that did. Uh, Dr. Hans Dilbeck, executive director of the Baptist Convention of Oklahoma, is encouraging Oklahoma pastors to ask, should we instead of must we? Instead of correlating them into smaller worship services or home groups, create, connect, uh, creatively connect them online and through other means as best you can until this pandemic passes. And so it's essentially saying, don't try and have these in your churches. Don't try and still continue with your life groups or mm -hmm. Bible studies outside of churches because that's still going to be breaking the, the guidelines that the government is trying to push forth to try and quell this thing. And it seems to be working. Uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's kind of like with global warming, you know, every year they say, you know, things are going to die in 10 years. And then we get close to that point and they say, well, that didn't happen because we made radical changes and we need to keep doing it. You can't really prove that. You can't really prove that it wouldn't have happened anyway. Yeah. Uh, you can't really prove what kind of effect any so-called changes had. Because, again, those changes aren't really regulated. Right. It's just supposed to be what people individually are doing for the most part. Um, and so it's like this, too. We don't really know if a lot of the things that we're doing is what's causing the slow uh, rate of death or if that's what would have happened anyway. Right. Now, there are some things that are clearly beneficial, like, again, the not uh, – shaking hands or anything, the more washing of the hands, all that, that's going to be beneficial no matter what. But, you know, we can't really tell if the, if meeting in groups of five or less is any more safe than meeting in groups of 10 or less. Right. You know, but again, as we've said throughout this whole thing, it's better to overreact a bit than it is to underreact a bit when it comes to this health and safety thing. Sure. Um you know, we don't want to go to the point of craziness. We can't sustain groups of five or less indefinitely or for even more than a few more weeks, I bet, before people just revolt and say, forget it. <laughs> I'm going think, everywhere I want to go. Yeah. Well, I think people are already oh, at yeah. that point. Stir crazy. Yeah, I get it. Um, but when it comes to this, I know it, uh, as we talked about, uh, I know it hurts pastors and hurts ministry leaders. It hurts me leading Celebrate Recovery. Say, we can't meet. Celebrate Recovery is based on the fact that we are we are our doors are open every single week, no matter what, rain right. or shine, one person or fifty. Uh, we open on Thanksgiving. We open on Christmas. You know, yeah. we're, we're there no matter what every single Thursday. And now suddenly, for the first time since we started, we have to say you can't come. Mm -hmm. You can't come. 
And, you know, I try my best to put some sort of little devotional out there at the time that people would be here, but it's not enough. And I know that because the devotional part, the, the, the message part of CR is just extra. Right. The, the meat and potatoes is the small group, mm-hmm. but the small groups have to be safe. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is necessary um, to be leaders in that area of we're going to choose safety in this time. Because we have a lot of older people that come to our churches, but also to our Celebrate Recovery, who would still come. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not my responsibility to say, you need to make better choices, don't come. Uh, that's your responsibility to make your own decisions. But at the same time, if we know what's going to happen, shouldn't we be wise and just say, we're not going to meet for now? Yeah. It's a tough question to grapple with because your initial response will be like, of course we're going to meet. Yeah. And again, that's why I think we talked about it yesterday. Uh, our governor's you know, releases have been slowly and slowly hiding the fact that churches can still meet. Right. <laughs> because they don't want us to. But I don't think they can tell us that we can't. Yeah, legally. legally. <laughs> and uh, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But like uh, you were talking about that first Sunday uh, mm-hmm. where this was out there, but we're still meeting. We had that too. And we didn't pass the plate and we didn't do greeting time. We put our offering towers back up that we used to have so right. people could just drop it in instead of possibly touch germs. And I was terrified that whole Sunday. <laughs> like, we really, should we, should we, should we spread the chairs out more? <laughs> put them in groups so families can sit together, but still separate. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, all right. Do you have anything to add to that? No. I know I talked a lot in that one. Uh, all right. Number three on this list, four ministry mistakes to avoid during a pandemic. Using your resources randomly. It says, when frantic church members blow up our phones and inboxes with ideas on how you should serve your community, it's tempting to commit by saying yes too often. As a missionary to your community, you likely already know Uh, What particular needs your church is equipped to meet? If you're not sure, focus on your neediest neighbors right now, which are your oldest ones. Likewise, if there's a high percentage of children around you who would normally get their meals at school, work with your school district to identify and help those children. Many networks, conventions, and associations are curating resources on their websites for pastors and churches to use. Some of the tools we are desperate to use today will be strategically helpful on the other side of this pandemic, like online giving and worship for the homebound. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like our, our, our neighborhood is doing the school lunches every day. They even went ahead and did it through spring break, which they wouldn't do yep. normally. Uh, which I like because I know there are a lot of kids in our, I mean, there's a lot of kids everywhere, but I know in our town there are a lot of kids that rely on those meals, mm-hmm. some healthy meals that they don't normally get, especially since all their parents bought out every single case of ramen right. on the planet. Right. <laughs> and that, Hold up eating ramen. I've got to <laughs> say, I really, this has nothing to do with our our ministry-minded poll or mistakes that we're talking about right now but i've got to say that as a whole our i i want to say it's the state but 
at least our town, our small little community, is really stepping up to the plate and doing the absolute most that they can mm-hmm. to make sure the needs of the community are still being met. Mm-hmm. And places that don't deliver typically are delivering. Um, you know, grocery stores have closed and made certain hours for the elderly and the immune compromised to be able to come in and all the elementary schools in the district are offering breakfast free breakfast and free lunch to any child it doesn't have to be a school-age child it can be a toddler that comes and gets a free meal two free meals throughout the day and i just think if anything it's really shown i don't think that we've felt like this as a community since 9-11 yeah absolutely and it's just been kind of refreshing and kind of nice. And as a church, I have seen nothing but churches within our town stepping up to the plate, doing things differently, doing things outside of the box, outside of their norm, outside of what they're comfortable with. Doing what in they order, can, yeah, yeah in they, order to continue meeting the needs of the mm-hmm. community. I love it. I've and you know you talked about it last Monday because you know we recorded it before the first Sunday of of live streaming. You know, yeah. pretty much every church in the world. And you talked about how just having that mm-hmm. in our in our Facebook feeds would be such a major opportunity yeah. for us to, to minister to a lot of people who are probably hurting that mm-hmm. wouldn't normally step inside a, a church door. And I saw that on Sunday, you know, yeah. and I, we, we even had people watching our live feed that uh, we know haven't been to church in years. Yeah. And it was the perfect time for them to start watching because mm-hmm. it's all the messages that you're hearing right now are messages of hope, messages of not fearing in a, in a time of panic like this, a message that God's still there. God's yeah. got this. God knew this was coming. Yep. Uh, and it's not a, not a surprise to him. And so that's kind of the kind of stuff we need. And that's, that's actually much more helpful than I think we even thought it would be. We kind of see this as a band aid, mm-hmm. like some, something that, we just, you know, the best we could possibly do. But in many ways, this is it's amazing. an awesome uh, outreach yeah. that we maybe didn't see before. Um, maybe should have been doing all along. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, our first live stream was rough. but uh, Hey, I tuned in and I watched saw, and y'all did a good yeah, job. It was all right. I mean, it was rougher than I liked. But then, then I saw the live stream for... Uh, Parkland Baptist Church here. <laughs> well, you're going to call people out. Oh, yeah. Brandon was here, too, because, you know, Brandon's dad is yeah. the pastor over there. Yeah. Well, they just, you know, they don't live stream either, and this yeah. was their first time, and it was it was rough. Yeah. Brandon went over and helped them, and they got it figured out, but that first, that first little bit was, who boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I fully expected ours to be that way, too. I fully expected it to be a much bigger... Uh, garbage fest than it actually turned out being yeah it turned out being really well we just need to focus a little bit more on uh on sound uh, a little bit and figuring out how to get the words to the worship songs on the screen yeah yeah um just one more quick aside for what you said Uh, seeing businesses like that didn't deliver deliver now one of the I don't know if you saw or not, but Liao's. Uh, we yeah. have had it. Liao's is is uh, which is a Mexican food restaurant in our in our area. There's it's a small chain. I, I know it goes a little beyond our area, but yeah. uh, they originated here, I believe. At least their corporate offices are here. Um, they're delivering you know their food. They're delivering like family meals, but they're also delivering like grocery boxes mm-hmm. 
with bread and milk and eggs and stuff in it, which mm-hmm. is so cool. Yeah. You can order that for delivery. They'll bring you just a box of staple groceries. Yep. They're not a grocery store. They're just finding ways to step up yeah. and help the community. And I just, I, it's I, brilliant. I know. For every negative that I see, you know, flood my news feed or that I hear come through from, from friends or whatever, there's at least three positives yeah. to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Last on this list of four ministry mistakes to avoid during a pandemic, ignoring your family or personal well-being. People will be pulling you in all directions for a couple of months, so please remember that self-care isn't selfish, it's strategic. You need to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you assist others. The best way to do that is to simply stop, which is what Sabbath literally means. I want to encourage you to take three to four mini Sabbaths a day to rest in the presence of God. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As uh, I can't imagine, I can't imagine what most pastors are going through right now knowing that there's so much they want to do and so much that they can't yeah. do. Uh, it's even not safe for most pastors to visit hospitals now. And that's yeah. kind of one of the, the penultimate pastor roles right. is visiting the sick in hospitals. Yeah. Now I bet a lot of them aren't even being allowed in. And that's probably hard because there's a large population of the church congregation that feels like okay well i'm in the i'm in the hospital my pastor's supposed to be here he's supposed to come you know and and you get that phone call that sister sally has tested positive or she's you know at the hospital waiting to be tested and the pastor's like okay i'll be praying love you yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like what you're not coming up here? No, no, Sally. I'm I'm really not. Not not this time. Sorry. <laughs> I don't remember what TV show it was, but it was where one of their the friends was sick and the other one's trying to be comforting from outside of the bathroom with the broom, just brushing their back with the broom. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like. Yeah. 29 and a half foot pole. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was four ministry mistakes to avoid during a pandemic. Again, that's from factsandtrends.net. You can check out the whole article there. There's a little bit more that we didn't get to. Um, but overall, good list. Yeah. I don't see anything really wrong with it. Hey, uh, this is actually a list that I can get behind. <laughs> You're not always behind all of our lists. <laughs> this is a good one. All right, we did take to a poll this week. Uh, we asked the question on Twitter, how you doing during the isolation? Choose the closest answer. So these are the four answers, and I want you to guess which of the top one was. Okay. The answers were, I'm going stir crazy. I'm being creative. I'm binging a lot of TV. And this is the life (laughs) (laughs) what do you think the top answer was well i feel like you gave a lot of positive options out there yeah i feel like i feel like the only negative option is going stir crazy what else could there be no like i'm about to (laughs) stick my head through a wall or I'm the only surviving member of my family left now. My kids are spinning from the ceiling fan. (laughs) Like, there could have been lots of negative options that you gave. Corona's not going to kill my family. I am. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I think that I really do think that the number one answer was this is the life. 
No, but only by a little bit. Really? So the number one answer is I'm going stir crazy. And I think it's because of what you just said. Three of them were were positive and one yeah. of them was negative. Uh, and so the positives were kind of spread out. It's like the election when both Bernie Sanders and, and Joe Biden are going to still be on the ticket because Bernie won't quit. Yeah. They're going to lose because they're going to split the vote. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, not being political. Uh, <laughs> the number one answer was I'm going stir crazy with 32.5% of the vote. Uh, but with 30.8%. Okay. So just just uh, over 2% or under, just mm-hmm. under 2% less uh, was This is the Life. Uh, I'm binging a lot of TV, came in a third with 21.4, and then I'm being creative was last at 15.4, which I don't know how to feel about that. I, I kind of figured <laughs> I'm being creative would be last. Uh, you're doing really well. I mean, every time I look at your Facebook feed and see photos, I'm just thinking, man, I'm being a bad parent during this isolation time. So here's the thing. Um, we did absolutely nothing all week because it's spring break. And I thought about this actually last night. I kind of thought, you know, spring break on a normal occurrence would have been filled with a lot of, we probably would have gone camping. We would have gone into, we would have been playing games every night as a family. We would have done a lot of family time. Yeah. But because indefinitely it's going to be nothing but family time, (laughs) we did a lot of alone time. Multiple (laughs) times this week I was like, okay. Everyone needs to go to their own separate rooms for at least 30 minutes. We all need to get away from each other. Oh, yeah. That's been happening daily at yeah. my house with my boys. Yeah. They love playing with each other, but they also love fighting with each other. So several times a day, I'm like, okay, both of y'all go to your rooms for a little while. Yep. Chill out. Mm-hmm. I'll let you out in a minute. Yep. <laughs> this is really for your well-being so that I don't harm either one of you in the next five nice. seconds. So they'll go in there and they'll each play with Legos or something mm-hmm. by themselves and they'll calm down and they'll be creative. And yeah. Be in a better mood. Yep. It's fantastic. It is. Isolation sometimes is good. <laughs> Hashtag fact. Isolation within our isolation. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. All right, coming up next, we share something that we love. We'll be back in just a few with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. to the morning side hug as our show is coming to a close for today but first i want to share with you something that i love and i'm gonna try not to get like too sentimental Uh (laughs) and as i said that i like my mind went back really quick to i think like three weeks ago when i had a caveat for everything that i said i i I love and (laughs) there we go I have a caveat for everything that I say that I love. I'm going to put instrumental music behind you Mm, while we're recording. (laughs) Please do. Um, So this past week, my, we had my mother-in-law's birthday and Mm. it's something that, you know, some years we really do big. We remember her. We think, look back and look at pictures or videos or whatever. And then some years we just kind of let it glide past because some years are harder than others um this year was one of those years where we just let it kind of glide past but for Mm. me personally when i logged onto facebook that morning my memories were just everything 
her like birthday posts that I made to her or um, her comments on the birthday posts, things like that. So for me, those Facebook memories, even though they can be kind of daunting sometimes when I look back at pictures from just two years ago when I was in the best shape ever and I'm like, what the crap did you do with your life? Um, <laughs> those Facebook memories really are something that I love, something that I really enjoy looking back on, seeing the kids when they were little, having times to remember people who are no longer with us. or It, it just really is a good, feel-good tool to have to be yeah. able to look at on a daily basis. So Facebook memories, people. <laughs> yeah, you know, I early on in my Facebook journey, I found them annoying. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm really... Especially since having kids, yeah. I really do enjoy them. Yeah, I like seeing the videos of Eli learning to walk or something like that. That is so far removed from now. Yeah, you know, it's been he's six years old. Mm-hmm. What the heck has happened to the last six years? I know. I'm so quickly. Mm. Oh, I hate it. Okay, <laughs> tell me about it. Let's close out our show with our Bible verse for the day: Romans twelve twelve. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Hmm. Thank you for joining us. There is a Back Row Morning Show every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week. And Bubba and Anna bring you Church Nerds every Friday. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio. And join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com. Our free podcast for the morning side hug has undergone some changes. We've added a lot of back episodes. And we're adding even more back episodes from the show before. It was the morning side hug. Uh, we're doing that every day, so keep checking back. Sometimes it takes a little while to show up in the uh, the big name brand uh, podcast things, but Spotify usually gets them right away. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you miss a morning show, we are adding the podcast for the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday shows the next day after they air. We're doing that every week, uh, so follow along. If you love what we do here at the Morning Side Hug and Back Row Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at backrowradio.com slash partner. There are several tiers with different rewards and incentives, but even just committing to donate a dollar a month will get you in our private Facebook group, The Scoop, and get you our private podcast feed where you'll get our exclusive Throwback Thursday podcast and bonus content. That is it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow. We hope you will too. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that Jesus loves you. If I see you shaking hands, I'm calling the police. And if you see us around, we'd love a side note. Bye.